The dictionary definition of journey is an act of traveling from one place to another. It's a long and often difficult process of personal change and development. And there's a reason this podcast is called Holy Well Journey and not Holy Well Plan, because I believe making that mind shift to journey makes all the difference. Thanks for joining us for this very first episode where we're going to unpack a little bit about where we've come from and where we're going. Welcome to the Holy Well Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hodges. Join us for weekly faith-based conversations on holistic health to uncover practical tips for how to thrive and apply biblical wisdom to our busy modern lives. From fitness to food to fasting, we're here to discover what it means to have a healthy spirit, soul, and body. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I've always been really interested in nutrition and fitness and health. But I officially started as a group fitness instructor when I was in college at the University of Texas. And our group fitness classes were called Texercise classes. And when I started, I was teaching step aerobics. That was my favorite. And I know I'm dating myself. I also even taught a high-low class, which they definitely don't have anymore. That's like floor aerobics. But along the way, I was always pursuing new certifications and taught things like spinning and Zumba and yoga and Pilates. I just wanted to do it all. And then I became a personal trainer. And I worked with clients from college age to faculty and staff. So when people come in for personal training, most of the time, it's about weight loss. And it's also the case that sometimes people just want knowledge about how to do the exercises and how to get stronger or to improve a certain health condition or get leaner. But unfortunately, we're in a culture where we're constantly thinking about losing weight, going on diets, starting fitness programs. And this can be just constantly consuming our minds and our motivations for why we work out. Now, when you work out with someone for 30 minutes as a personal trainer, you know that you're only going to have so much of an impact unless they're willing to change other parts of their lifestyle, and in particular, their diet and the way that they're eating. So as a personal trainer, I felt frustrated a lot of the times because I knew that we were doing good work in the gym and this exercise was great for their bodies, but at the same time, it was only a small part of their picture. They were going to need more to really see the changes and reach the goals that they wanted to reach. So I ended up going to get a master's in nutrition and exercise science. And that felt like a really winning combination because it wasn't just the exercise. I could also help people to some extent with healthy eating habits. And that's just such a big factor for our well-being. Now, around this time, I was also giving advice like weight loss is simple, but not easy. You need to eat less and move more because that was really the prevailing wisdom of the time. It was an equation of calories in versus calories out. So you need to burn more calories than what you're taking in. And while that's not altogether wrong, I would say it's not a sufficient solution because the obesity rate in the United States was about 30% in 2000. And as of 2018, it was over 40%. And when you also consider the number of people who are overweight, it's 70% or more of the population that's either overweight or obese. Now, I want to be clear, this podcast isn't doom and gloom, and it's not all about weight loss, but the majority of people are interested in this topic. And the other thing is that along with obesity comes high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, increased risk of diseases, and so many health conditions that I don't have time to talk about all in this short episode. But the other truth is that the same habits that will help us maintain a healthy weight are also crucial for our overall well-being. I'm talking about eating healthy, not just to lose weight, but because of the energy and what it does good for our body. The same can be said of exercise. And then there's habits like sleep and stress relief and mental well-being that all play a role in the bigger picture. 
So another thing you can't help but notice is over time is how fitness trends come and go and diet advice is changing too. Like when I was little, it was all about eating low fat because naturally fat would make you more fat and you shouldn't eat too many eggs because of the cholesterol. And then came the low carb craze. And now it turns out eggs are fine and the most popular diets are actually based on eating a lot of fat. So this leaves me with a couple of convictions. One is to take all trends with a grain of salt. And the second along with that is that a slow, steady, and moderate approach is going to serve you best in the long run because it's sustainable and also when the latest diet trend falls out of fashion. Thirdly, a holistic approach is the journey to true well-being. It's more than just doing the activities. It's more than the eating and exercise and the weight loss. It's about living your whole life purposefully and having integrity. So over these years, I've had lots of jobs in the fitness and wellness industry. I worked for seven years in full-time ministry at my local church, and I've also done a lot of writing and online marketing. And most importantly, I've had three children who are my biggest priority in life. And this past year, I completed a certification through Duke to be a health and well-being coach because after all of these experiences of taking these different pieces, I really wanted something that was going to focus on the whole picture and not just these little pieces. And Duke has an eight-part model of health, the wheel of health, and we'll talk about those eight parts in future episodes. But their concept of well-being is this. Well-being is what people think and feel about their lives and includes many concepts such as relationships, positive emotions, meeting their potential, and their overall satisfaction with life. There are many definitions of well-being, however, it is generally agreed that it involves a positive outlook on life and feeling good. Well-being is associated with longevity, healthy behaviors, prevention of mental and physical illness, social connectedness, productivity, and factors in the physical and social environment. Now, I know that's a lot, and this is a pretty encompassing picture, but in addition to all of this, as a believer, the most important factor in my life is putting God first, and that God's eternal kingdom takes precedence over the temporary here and now. So what does the Bible say when we're talking about this holistic health concept and when it comes to spirit, soul, and body? Well, in his letter to the Thessalonians, Paul says in, in chapter 5, verse 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about these three distinct parts of spirit, soul, and body, but he talks about being sanctified completely, the whole spirit, soul, and body. In John chapter 3, we have the famous exchange between the Pharisee Nicodemus and Jesus. And in verse 5, Jesus tells him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So our spirit can enter into the kingdom of God. So we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. We enter into this eternal life. But we are also born of the flesh, and this is our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's this physical house for our being that we're walking around in and that's interacting with our physical environment. And we're called to steward and care for this temple. We're not just talking about the aesthetics, how it looks, or weighing a certain number on the scale. True health and wellness are from the inside out. Then we have our soul, which is commonly defined as the mind, will, and emotions. It's the thinking, feeling, and choosing part of our being. You can also see this as our ego, our personality, our consciousness. And our soul is in the process of being sanctified, but it also plays a big role in this forming of habits and what we think, feel, and choose and how that impacts our behaviors. So although we can pull apart these three aspects of our being and we kind of lay them out and examine them and define them, at the end of the day, you can't separate them. They're connected. 
they're influencing each other in everything that we do, we are doing it as one being. So while it's interesting, and I think it's a very profitable conversation to have, at the end of the day, we're trying to think, feel, be, and move in a way that honors the Lord. And this podcast is going to be centered around practical conversations, and we have some amazing interviews lined up that I'm so excited to share with you. And some of those will be more about spiritual disciplines and um, spiritual health, and some are going to be more practical. Some are going to be about creativity and how that impacts our well-being. And we also want to focus on practical steps you can take to improve your well-being. Those are those tangible handholds for those eight parts of the wheel of health, and also with spiritual disciplines and mental and emotional well-being, those things that you can take and do and apply to see a positive result. So I want to take a quick side note here and talk about fasting. Because in these first couple of months, you'll notice more content centered around the Christian spiritual discipline of fasting. I take a lot of interest in intermittent fasting and fasting for health and longevity and what some of the research says about that. But in this case, we're talking about Christian fasting, which is not so much about the body as it is about the spirit. And it's primarily focused on drawing us closer to the Lord as a spiritual practice. This fasting topic came about because over a decade ago, I had started dabbling in blogging and I was writing about health and fitness topics for moms. But one year I published a meal plan for the Daniel fast that I was doing, which is a partial fast of eating whole fruits and vegetables and foods. And honestly, it had been really hard for me to figure out what exactly I was supposed to eat. And so I thought it might be helpful for other people to post this meal plan. That was a little bit of an understatement because that one post became far and away the most popular blog on my website. And over the years, that led to establishing a Daniel Fast Journey website and blog and writing a book on this subject. So we're going to talk more about that in upcoming episodes, especially as we draw close to the new year. But I want to land this first episode on the idea of journey. And three things about journeys are that they're ongoing, they're challenging, and they're unique. When it comes to ongoing, it's shifting ourselves away from this stop and start mindset or thinking that we have to force ourselves to follow a program until we get to a goal, and then we're going to switch an off switch somewhere. But the fact is that everything changes when we see our well-being as just part of who we are. It's how we live. And it can take a lot of pressure off this idea that we need to perform and get everything all right in this short period of time. We make better choices when we're focused on our why and our vision, our values, and when we give ourselves room for the long term. So it's not about achieving a perfect performance right now, but it's aligning our actions and our habits with who we're meant to be and what's going to serve us best. And it's that classic saying, you're a human being, not a human doing. So true well-being is about more than things that you do. Secondly, we have to embrace the challenge and not be surprised when challenges come up. You know, I know so many people who start a plan with a lot of conviction, but after three or four days, they end up dropping off. And I can totally relate to that. I don't know about you. But we have to expect challenges are going to come up on this journey, and they're not an excuse to quit. Think about how silly it would be if you were on a hike, and every time something came up that was difficult, you turned around and hiked all the way back down to the bottom of the mountain to start over. No, you wouldn't do that. You would take a rest, you would reset, you would figure out a workaround, and you would keep going. But isn't this so much like what so many of us do when it comes to our health? When things aren't going exactly right, we decide to just scratch the whole plan and go back all the way to the beginning. But there are concepts like failing forward, which means you learn from your mistakes, but you keep going. And then there's the idea that we don't fail. We either win or learn. But either way, it's about redefining failure and progressing forward no matter what. And I think that one tidbit, if you could take that away today, to redefine your concept of what 
is failure or success when it comes to your habits. And instead, what are you learning and how are you growing from each thing you experience and each thing that you try that you can apply again? Finally, journeys are unique. We don't all have to be cyclists because maybe you like volleyball and maybe your friend thrives on being a vegan, but you don't feel good if you don't have animal protein. So finding out what works for you is going to be a bit of a process. What worked for you in your 20s might not work in your 40s, and that's okay. It's just important to keep an open mind and to keep moving forward, to keep learning and keep growing. So the idea of journey is that it's ongoing, it's challenging, but that's okay, and it's unique to you. What does your holy well journey look like? I want to close with this Bible verse from Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Holy Well Journey podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and you can also head over to holywelljourney.com to check out the show notes and the whole podcast library. That's also where you'll find information about our health and wellness coaching, which you can participate in online from wherever you are in the world. Just a reminder and disclaimer that this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Please be sure to consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or exercise plan or starting to fast. If you're interested in more information about fasting and spiritual disciplines, check out danielfastjourney.com. Thanks for joining us on this journey to becoming holy well.